everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Uh, joining me today is a, a very special guest. Uh, we have the, the CEO and co-founder of Midi Health, Joanna Stober. How are you today? I'm good. Good morning. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, as soon as I saw an announcement about the company, I, I reached out, had you come on, and, and now we're here. So I'm, I'm really excited to dig in. Um, since uh, let's let's assume parts of our audience haven't heard of you yet, they will. Uh, let's let's just give them a little bit about your background. If you could start with that, and then we'll we'll go into to Midi Health. Great. So I have been most of my career actually has really been focused on on helping women and children. To be honest, I worked early at venture in venture capital at a, at Bessemer, and I was one of the first consumer internet investors there, investing in early, actually the first investor in Baby Center and Blue Nile, um, eToys, early, early companies that were targeting women and, and children. And then I started a company called Curbo, which was the first childhood obesity therapeutic in 2014. And we sold that to Weight Watchers. And then I joke that Midi was my COVID project. I um, started to become obsessed with with menopause, my friends were all going through menopause or perimenopause, and it really became a massive topic of conversation for us about why we were not sleeping or why we were having headaches or anxiety or weight issues. People were gaining weight and they'd never had weight issues before. And so really over the first year of COVID, my co-founder and I interviewed everyone we knew, and we had this list of 150 women that we'd interviewed and asked them about all their symptoms and decided that we should start a company to try to solve this. And then Midi Health was, was born. Midi Health was born, exactly. So, so you really, so what I usually tie into is, when I do the overview is the why, how, what of, of the company. So you really gave us the why right out of the gate, which I love. Can you, can you talk us through now the, the how and the what? So how, how Midi Health is, is providing, either, any, any uh, you know, any order that you would like, but so let's go into, you know, how, how Midi Health works today, um, what exactly you focus in on. And then I know you just raised a, a round of funding. Uh, if you don't mind in the overview highlighting, you know, who participated and, and, you know, where you'll be investing as a result of that. Great. So actually different than many digital health companies, we actually are a care company first and foremost, and we started with the care. So Sharon and I went out and tried to find the best, the best physicians in the country who focused on women's midlife care. So we started with Dr. Mindy Goldman, who's at UCSF, and she is the expert, really, truly one of the world's experts in survivorship. So helping women who had cancer or who have a high risk of cancer. And she teamed up with us to start writing protocols. And what she did is she reached out to experts around the country in bone health, in brain health, in cardiovascular health, in emotional issues. And we spent a lot of time writing those protocols. And then we also partnered with Dr. Heather Hirsch at the Brigham to help us. And she's actually joined us full time now with Dr. Kathleen Jordan, who at the time was working at a, women, a young women's health company. And we convinced her that she should join and help us tackle this. So we actually have a lot of doctors that we're working with because first and foremost, we wanted to build a care company and we wanted to have the best expert care protocols. So what we have done is we spent a year creating these protocols 
And then we created a system where people come onto our website. They answer a lot of questions for us. Through that uh, onboarding, you actually learn that a lot of the things that you're going through are related to your hormones because we ask you a lot of questions about them. Quite honestly, most women don't know that painful sex is directly related to their hormones. They don't know that sleep is related to their hormones. There's a lot of things going on that they don't understand are related to this. So we, we educate them that in the onboarding process, then they come to a visit with us and that visit is covered by your insurance. So right now we're in network in California with all the major PPO plans. And in January, we should be in about 30 states. So you come to a visit with us. It's all covered by insurance. We do not make money on the products. We send you to get a blood test, but we're not trying to make money on the blood test. We send you to get a blood test if appropriate. We send you to your pharmacy to get products. And then we iterate with you. And it usually takes three, three to four iterations before we can get it right. You might start with a pill or a patch or a cream and find out that it's strong enough or it's not strong enough, or you're starting to sleep or you're not. And then we, we iterate to help you feel better. And essentially, after that, you know, our assumption is you'll come back once, once a year. We will make sure you've had your mammograms. We make sure that you are having your colonoscopies. And we, because in order to prescribe hormone therapy responsibly, we need to do all that. And then our goal is that we'll take care of you for many years. So uh, we did, we raised, we raised a really big seed round from amazing investors. We raised $14 million from really a fabulous group of almost all women investors, uh, which is just exciting for me that women are able to do this. Uh, but from Felicis, from Semper Virens, from Emerson, from Operator Collective, from Icon, 1843 Ventures, um, at, uh, Muse, uh, Steel Sky. It's a great, great group of, of, of women who, and mostly people who focus on women's health. And it's, it's great to be able to, to work with them to build this company. And we're really building a company we all want. We're building a company that, uh, that, we, that we want to go to ourselves and to get great care from. And uh, then I talk to young women and they're like, either they say, oh, I think I need this for my mom, or, you know, I can't wait till I'm old enough to use you, which are both also really rewarding. But essentially what we are is a care company and we will provide the best, the best care. Our care protocols are incredibly thoughtful. And then we also have doctors on staff who, if you come to us and you have the BRCA gene and your mom had cancer, can I take hormone therapy? We have those experts. And we also have women coming to us who are have, who have cancer themselves, who want to know what they can be doing for their terrible menopause symptoms. We have experts in that. We also have experts in bone health. Are you worried because your mom has osteoporosis and you want to know what you can be doing to prevent osteoporosis? Or are you worried because your parents had Alzheimer's and you're concerned about if there's things you could be doing for that? Like essentially there's a lot that you can be doing in your 40s and 50s to keep you healthy later. And so we, in taking care of your menopause symptoms, we're also doing a lot of preventive care. Well, thank you so much for, for telling us more. And great group of investors, by the way. Uh, and, and also team members that you've brought into the fold. It sounds like you've brought a lot of great uh, physicians onto your team. Um, so yeah, so and they're full time on our team. They're not just consultants; like they are full time meeting with patients, working with the nurse practitioners, creating the protocols. It's a lot of experts that we are working with, which is, I think, it's really differentiating and exciting for me to get to work with them. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you're, and you have you have their attention, right? 
Right, so, exactly. yeah, you'll see sometimes, and, and I'm not knocking the, you know, not everyone, right, can can put together the teams that are out of the gate, right, full time. But the fact that you've been able to do that, I think could be a huge advantage for your company too. And, and it'll really provide uh, the best care for women uh, as a result, because you brought on the best experts. That's our goal, exactly. So when you and I were kind of chatting a little bit before before the podcast, we were we were talking about something you you told me is like the controversy around menopause care. So I want to dig into that a little bit, and uh, so tell us what that controversy is, and and what and I guess why it's a controversy, right? Uh, I, I think our audience will be interested in hearing that. Yeah. So for many years, um, hormone hormones were the seen as the appropriate treatment for for women going through um, estrogen decline and for women going through menopause. A study was done in the early 2000s that came out that appeared to state that there would be an increased risk of cancer for women taking these hormones. The study has been completely misinterpreted, but when you talk to people, to reporters, for example, who read that study, I talked to a reporter who immediately called her mom and said, get off of it. It's going to give you cancer. You have to get off of this medication. And it took, it just exploded. The research exploded. And quite honestly, it was a bad study and it was misinterpreted. The, the people who were on the study were mostly over 10 years past menopause before they were, um, before they looked at their data. They had uh, used a different type of medication than we use now. Um, they, they, they looked at a different, they did, everything was wrong. I could go on and on and on about this, but essentially the, the study has been completely, um, I'm not going to say debunked, but as they've followed these women for the past 20 years, they've realized that everything that we talked about that study was, was incorrect. That actually giving hormone therapy does not create breast cancer. It does not. It actually, in many women's, um, is a preventive, it is preventive. It is preventive for your heart health, it's preventive for your bone health, it's preventive for your brain health. There's a lot of benefits from taking um, from taking estrogen and from taking hormone therapy. But it's much less interesting to write about the fact that a study was incorrect than it was to write about this explosive study that everyone should stop taking this medication, it's going to give you cancer. So for 20 years, doctors have not only been not giving this medication, but the school stopped t- teaching doctors about it. And so you have this entire generation of women who not only haven't been offered the best treatments, but are going to doctors who were not educated in this in medical school, in part because of the study. So we have this whole generation of women who have been really under, under and mistreated. And, uh, and now, finally, I think there's getting a little bit more attention to the fact that actually hormones are good and, you know, more the NAMs actually came out. Uh, with a really big, that's the the National Association of of Menopause Specialists came out and came out with a really big statement that not only should be women be taking these hormones, but they shouldn't actually have to get off of them. They should take them sometimes for the rest of their life. Now, I'm going to say one important thing. Some people should not take them. And it is actually why we exist. If everyone should take hormones, then we, we wouldn't need to be in existence right? We would just tell every doctor to prescribe it. The reality is some women should not. And the reason you need our expertise is that we have a 40-page protocol just for hormones. And we go through it with every woman to make sure that it's appropriate for them. 
there are some people, if you have estrogen receptive breast cancer, you should not be using hormones. If you have certain risks of a stroke, you should not be taking hormones. So the reason we exist is to train these practitioners on when women should or should not be taking them, and then to make sure that you get the right product for you. The other thing is that there are things you can do if you should not be taking hormones. So we have all the research for the women who should not be taking hormones on what, how we can help them with both prescription products and naturopathic products. And so we have an entire apothecary of things that we can try for women who should not be taking hormones. So it's a complicated science and it's actually why our protocols need to exist. This is, this is not a one size fit all. It really is a many sizes for different people. And you really have to tailor each person's treatment, um, which is why, you know, why it's complex and why you need to actually talk to a specialist. Uh, but, but for most women, they should be taking hormones and then we have to figure out the right one for them. Interesting. Like you wouldn't, I guess you wouldn't always think, right? Like some shouldn't and some should, but it, it, it can go both ways. So thank you for sharing that. That was a, a great point. Um, I want to make sure, Joanna, that we we also dive into uh, something that you and I were chatting about. And it's basically how, how MIDI Health is like partnering with in-person care as well. How does that fit into the business model? What does that look like? Yeah, so... We, when we interviewed these 150 women, we talked to them about how, not only what their symptoms were, but how they would ideally like to get care from their, for this types of, of symptoms. And what we realized is that people like their doctor. They're not trying to leave their doctor. They're not looking necessarily for, for a new doctor. They're looking for this expertise. So we've built this as a virtual care clinic to partner with healthcare systems, to partner with your primary care doctor, to partner with your OBGYN, and to give you this virtual layer of expertise, and then you can continue on with your regular with your regular doctor. So what we've realized is that most, this is a massive care gap. Very few healthcare organizations have a midlife clinic. And if they do, there's often a nine-month wait to get in. So what we're doing is talking to a number of hospital systems about becoming their virtual menopause clinic. They can send patients to us who need this type of care, and then we send back the patients to them. So we're not trying to take them over. We're trying to partner. And we will send back the patients. We will also make sure that the women are getting mammograms. We will make sure they're getting colonoscopies. We'll make sure they're getting the right ultrasounds. We are identifying women who need, uh, who actually we're identifying women who have breast cancer, quite honestly, because we're getting the mammograms. We're also identifying women who have the BRCA gene and need an oophorectomy, or we're, we're doing a lot of preventive care as well. And then we partner with the healthcare systems to get this care done. And what we found is that it's a really good partnership because we can provide this, this one layer of care, and then we can make sure that they get to the right place to get the rest of their care done and they get back to their doctor after. So everything is built to, to coordinate and collaborate, not to try to keep women separate from their doctor or separate from the rest of the healthcare system. I love the approach. I think it's important. I think you're partnering in an area where to no fault of its own, right? Virtual care can struggle. You, you need that, that in-person, you still need in-person care, right? Virtual care right. doesn't replace it. So what you've really solved for is, well, for, for the women that you're working with, now you have a place to send them if they do need that in-person care. So love it. Uh, Joanna, in terms of 
I guess what we usually like to always end on is what's next for MIDI Health? Lots happened. What's next? <laughs> so right now we're in California um, and we are providing care to patients here in California. We are working very hard to get insurance contracts in 30 states. So early next year, we can uh, launch in, in a number of more states. And we actually care deeply about rural women. So we don't just want to be an urban company. So we're looking a lot about how we can support rural women and people who are not close to healthcare organizations with their care. So that's another thing that we're, that we're paying attention to. But the goal really is to be a national virtual care platform and to partner with healthcare organizations to provide the additional care that, that women need in person and just to do this layer of care, but on a national scale. And that's what we're working towards. Oh, I'm super excited for you and the team, Joanna. Love what you're building. I can't wait to have you come back on again so we can dive more into it. But uh, once again, thank you so much for joining me on the Slice Healthcare podcast. Thank you. This was really fun.